What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here. We've got a great episode. We're moving forward today with James Stefan Yusupchuk. He's the CEO and founder of JSU Solutions, a digital marketing agency. James has been called the social media conversion scientist and the Facebook ads whisperer. How are you today, James? I'm, I'm great, John. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you so much. I'm excited to have you on the show. You've got a really interesting background and a really interesting story. So I'm going to start with this, James. Tell us what is your big why and a little bit of what you do. Okay, so my big why uh, stems to when I was a kid. Um, so I had cancer when I was really young, and uh, I got into um, fundraising really, really quickly. Like when I was four years old, when my cancer was cured and, and removed, and wow. uh, from then on, from five years old up until about seventeen, I was fundraising. I raised wow. thirty thousand dollars all on my own uh, in recess and lunch hour and all that kind of stuff. And that was kind of the birth of, of my entrepreneur. I didn't really know what it meant to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> I just knew that I, I loved working with people. Yeah. And I, I loved uh, you know making other people passionate about certain things and, and, and just listening to their stories and, and helping them communicate that and, and then you know reaching for a common goal. And um, as I kind of started to piece things together and I went through the corporate world like uh, you and I had spoken about, yep. went to Bombardier Aerospace, I worked at Sun Life Financial, two big, big, big entities in yeah. Montreal, Quebec. And um, I realized it wasn't really for me. Mm. And uh, as I kind of uh, you know shifted towards the social world, I was fascinated with Twitter as soon as it came out. Fascinated with LinkedIn, I love it. It's one of my favorite platforms. Um, I I have a design background. And I also have a psychology background, and said, well, you know, if I can kind of mix the two together. Um, let's see what happens, and that's how I kind of got into Facebook ads. It was one of the first to before, but when you, back when you had to apply to actually, you know, get Facebook ads. I, I didn't. Need, I didn't know you had to apply back then. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So it was not uh, not as um, uh, easy as you'd think. It was uh, you had to go through like their their uh, like ads manager process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so. Um, uh, fast forward a little bit, and uh, my expertise just came from people who wanted uh, people to manage their Facebook ads accounts, um, but not just manage, also optimize. And then uh, before you knew it, I was doing this freelance, and I had a couple of uh, colleagues uh, from Texas. One was uh, Eric Tung. He was asking me, well, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, he was saying, like, you know, what's going on over here? And, you know, you should think about the agency model. And I was like, what's that? Like, it was completely foreign to me. And, uh, you know, I spoke about it with my family. And I said, well, hell, let's try it. And then the, re- the, the moment I started that um, and the moment I kind of – it was like my passion for social – and, and, and data and uh, and just like the, the ad side of things and entrepreneurship kind of eclipsed and wow. that was six years ago and That's then awesome. it's kind of it's been it's been history yeah and we our focus is to help um, so we're specialists for medium to large size businesses a lot of corporations but uh, in the last six months we're shifting towards small businesses solopreneurs entrepreneurs That's great. Um, because that's where you know that's where I came from, right? I came yep. from the school of hard knocks, and uh, it's uh, it's really where we're focusing on right now. That's awesome. And James, for our listeners who may not be familiar, I mean, explain a little bit of what the agency model is and how that really transformed your business. Yeah. So the agency model, uh, kind of really general, is uh, you you work in a relationship with a 
group of clients and you offer a bevy of services. Mm -hmm. So in our case, um, we do uh, uh, marketing funnels. So let's say they have a product and they want to attract B2B, business to business clients or business to consumer, so uh, you know consumer clients. Um, our job is to not just attract the people, but take them from point A to point Z, map the, you know, how many touch points, how many times have these people been exposed to this brand and get them to convert onto a buy or a sell or yeah. something. So that's the, that's the agency as a, a high level, but there are other, all, there's, there's smaller agencies as well that do more of the management side. We're more on the technical advance, um, but there's a health, there's a definitely a, a healthy mix of agencies out there. Yeah. And James, I mean, I've got to ask you, I mean, you went through a lot when you were growing up, but did you ever imagine that this is how your career path would unfold? Um, it's hard to imagine because the traditional academic system, and I, I, you know, full full marks. I love Concordia, my old alma mater. I I, I love that school, but uh, it definitely does not. Um, and I'm probably quoting Gary Vee at this point, but it really <laughs> doesn't do you any favors to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, It's it's cliche, but the best teacher is is, is you know failing and, and yeah, learning that those are not failures. It, yeah. but but those are just teachings, right? So um, I definitely didn't think I was going to go this way, though. I knew as I was working, I hated working for other people. Mm-hmm. I loved working for myself. And um, I just kind of – it was one of those things where you just – you you followed it and it, uh, it kind of blossomed into something completely unexpected. Uh-huh. And uh, it was great timing. That's awesome. I, thank you for sharing that, James. Well, I've got to ask you. So what would you say is the biggest challenge that you face today – in achieving your big why and your goals? So I think because uh, we're looking at, uh, so we're pivoting, right? We're, we're, we're largely based off of exclusively large contracts, big, big companies and so on and so forth. And we love working with them. But our biggest challenge today is, uh, is just pivoting to offer uh, services that we have, um, cons- like, you know, we have a, we created an accelerator package, which is tailored to the smaller groups, like I mentioned, um, but without the agency price tag. And our biggest uh, challenge is every business is different. Everybody has different needs, different wants, um, different, like, we, we take such a bespoke, tailor-made approach that mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's kind of hard to go from, you know, we work with 10, 15 clients to working with a couple hundred and constantly give them the t- A to Z pristine, um, you know, tailor-made solution for them that we're known for. So that's our challenge is, is constantly listening and, and, and innovating in that space because we definitely don't just follow what, uh, what's out there. We're very much about uh, creating strategies that don't exist. Um, so that other other groups, small businesses can use them. So you know, yeah. that's our challenge is, you know, staying in that innovative space, always being a thought leader in that space, but also customizing and tailoring our services on a smaller level for these smaller groups because the, the smaller you get, the more varied and wide ranging uh, everybody's problems are, right? Yeah, definitely. Some are scaling, some are ads, uh, some are optimization, some are, I don't even know who my target market is. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a challenge. Well, I'm, I'm excited to ask you this, uh, James. So in tackling this challenge, I mean, can you walk us through the process of what it's like when you work with a, let's say, a small business and one that may not have experience in social media marketing? Absolutely. So, I mean, basically what we do is we look at the, the company, we, we put them through an interview process. So no matter what, um, it, it's not like a first come first serve. Um, mm-hmm. Even though you know we, we take on the smaller businesses, we still are very picky um, because that has to be the right fit. So we yes. ask them, 
you know, you know, what what's your product like? Who are you targeting? What's the what's your you know six month plan? Your one year, your two year, your five year? And some of them don't know that far, but it, at least it gives me an idea of like who they are and what is the reason behind starting this business, right? So we're we love the the Cinderella stories. We we don't like the people that's like, oh, you know, I just saw this trend. I bought uh, ten thousand fidget spinners and I just want to make a quick buck. Right. That's not people we're looking into. Right. Um, but but once we get to that point and we agree to work with them. We sit down and we do a profiling. So we'll say, okay, who do you who do you think is going to buy your product? And they'll say, oh, I think it's a you know the millennial group. Uh, you know, they like uh, these colors and they like these brands. And I feel like we're associated with this. And then we sit down with them. We'll do our market research. We'll say, well, actually, uh, you know, you, you think A, but it's actually B or C or it's B and C together. And this is actually more viable. We just did this actually for uh, one of our other clients uh, in in Europe where the Thought they had one target market that they were very, uh, very particular on, and we had shown there was 15 others that were much more viable and much easier to reach. Um, that would get them the same result, and uh, we saw that we we actually helped them achieve 60,000 new clients that way. Oh, so yeah, so it's really about the micro. Everybody says go macro, go macro. It, it, for us, the complete opposite. Go as specific as possible, down to what kind of car the person drives, what kind of. And I'm not talking about stereotyping, but I'm talking about building a business, like a a, a buyer persona archetype, yes. where you could say, you know, this person sitting next to me is my potential client because he does ABC. He likes brand ABC. That is the the, the starting point. From there, we, we do design thinking. So we we basically work backwards saying, okay, well, if I know this person's like this, then I can build our marketing funnels in this such a way and, and you know they'll behave in this manner. And then we use the data to further modify and adjust uh, according to the, the way they're, um, they're responding to our our, our campaign. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And it's, it's so, so amazing to see that you have with Facebook and with digital platforms, the ability to do that, to basically create your specific customer profile and then adapt your, your marketing funnel. So that's a, it's a pretty exciting right. time. So it's, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary and fun. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, James, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Hit me. All right, James, I'm excited because I'm going to tweak this just slightly for our moving forward listeners. So I'm going to start out with this. You know, we, we've seen a lot of different trends and, and Facebook is changing all the time. What are some of the most important things that you think are uh, to keep in mind as we're in 2018, we're moving to 2018 when it comes to creating Facebook ads? So I think it's there's a couple of things. I, I believe you have to have, uh, you know, I say every marketer has to have a code of ethics, right? Because there's not exactly like a, uh, you know, an advertising school that you go to and you learn this stuff and they, yeah. then they, you know, like a doctor, you're sworn in and you promise to do no harm. Well, for me, the harm is very comparable because uh, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, it, it, people are very easily influenced because if it's someone that they've trusted for 10 years, I suddenly post something because they were misled, but now they're could convincing all these other people that this news is true or so on and so forth and I, I'm, I'm touching on fake news a little bit but but essentially when you're running ads it's it's to be able to be able to understand who are you targeting uh, understanding what would they react to the best and from the consumer side of things it's to have a real strong sense of, of media literacy to question what you're seeing rather than just digest it because we work in fractions of a second right yes like our the you know, like we're talking about advertising, you have three seconds if you're lucky to capture the attention. If, if within those three seconds that person clicks and goes to your website, now you've essentially purchased because that you know I, I talk about microtransactions, people purchasing time. You purchase that three seconds, now it's 
15 on your web page, another 20 on your product page, and another, oh, now you've got two minutes because they watched a video. That's a lot of time that people are investing in you. So you have to understand that that is on the precedence of, you know, they're trusting you. And it's very important that as an advertiser, you never, ever break that trust. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an anecdote here. Yeah. We once had a client that um, – uh, before, you know, before we had our uh, lengthy interview process, uh, we started working with them. And uh, as we got, you know, we were getting attention, so so we're getting clicks to the website, and so on, so we found out that the client had no intention of fulfilling some of the promises mm. he was making on the sale, Oof. and. Like we canceled the contract right away because for me that is the cardinal rule of breaking trust between the consumers, whether it's either it's you know current customers or potential, and you know the people that are coming in and showing a genuine interest in you because that two-way dialogue is now broken and you're trying to exploit them. So that was a very um, sobering moment, and that's kind of when I realized like no matter what you do, whether you're a consumer or a producer, you have to have a strong understanding of ditto media literacy, but also code of ethics, making yeah, sure whatever absolutely. you're doing is, is proper. Yeah. Well, James, one of the things I think is also important and, you know, as uh, if you're a small business, I think getting into digital marketing, you have to have uh, some sort of consistent social media presence. So what is one advice that you give to your clients uh, if they're new to social media or if they haven't really been consistent with their social media presence? So I would say that uh, depending on the client, uh, I mean, everybody wants to be everywhere, right? Yeah. I, mean, I have some clients like, oh, I want to be on Pinterest, <laughs> I want to be on House, I want to be on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. And the biggest question is, who are you trying to appeal to? Mm. Where are you speaking, right? You, if you're one person, you cannot spread yourself so thin that you know your messages are are shallow, that they have no substance. So if you're a B two B. Uh, that Facebook or LinkedIn is the place to be. And then on that note, LinkedIn is becoming a very um, a wins and losses uh, kind of content platform where people like to talk about things that uh, make them really happy or, or things that like success stories, whether it's work, whether it's the workplace, whether it's um, uh, maybe it's a, a, a loss and lessons learned. That content, that kind of storytelling on LinkedIn is doing really well. So my advice is if you want to be heard and kind of create a thought leadership in LinkedIn or on LinkedIn, then you should focus on, you know, what have you been through as a, a professional? What kind of wins and losses? You know, it doesn't matter if it's the same as everybody else. So you have on your own spin on it. You, you've experienced things differently. And, and obviously with some taste, I would focus on a story once a week and, and just try to kind of increase your presence. You'd be shocked. How many people want to network and they just they, they swallow that up and then they, they eat that content for breakfast and it's becoming uh, you know, LinkedIn is trying to promote that kind of stuff more Absolutely. and more. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a great platform. And I always tell people, I mean, do more on LinkedIn. I think that's really great advice. Well, James, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you. So what one small activity or choice are you making today as we're doing this interview or maybe after this interview that you're making today to move forward? <laughs> it's okay. So um, I learned this the hard way. Uh, it's to invest in people mm -hmm. because uh, as the uh, company grew, um, so we've we've experienced exponential growth every year for six years. Oh, so it, yeah, it's 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 kind of unheard of, but it also means that there's only one of me, yes. and I don't have any partners. <laughs> I don't have any investors. I have no like I'm the sole guy here, and um, so I've had to really quickly build a team of twenty people, twenty professionals, and every time uh, you know like we're having our team stand up in about an hour, and our our whole thing is uh, to trust the people, invest in the people, and my kind of um, 
technique or learning experience is uh, teamwork and working together as much as I, it, it pains me. I love strategy, but my role has become more managerial, <laughs> more <laughs> more of the damage control, crisis yeah. management, that kind of stuff. Burning which the comes gas. The territory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But 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 that being said, um, that's what I'm doing now is is being very clear, concise, uh, making sure everybody understands our common goals with our whether it's our company or whether it's our clients or our small businesses or what have you. Um, that's that's kind of what I'm practicing on a regular basis. Is, is Building those relationships, making sure they're happy, making sure that they, you know, they they have everything they need, and that uh, you know we're constantly innovating. Because my experience is, when when your employees are happy, uh, they uh, and you encourage them to be a little creative, especially in our space, um, you get some amazing outside the box yeah. ideas that that yeah. pay dividends, uh, you know, ten times over. Yeah, no, fantastic. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, James, are you ready to do a little time travel? Uh, I'm always ready. All right. We're going to step into a time machine. And last year, I spent a lot of time asking my guests to look backwards, to to be retrospective. But we're going to move forward. And this is the name of the show. So we're going to travel five years from now, and you're going to meet your future self. And I want you to tell me what future James looks like. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, future James probably has 15 pounds to lose, so he's probably a little bit more chiseled than I am. Um, but uh, we're so I, I'm hoping that future James has a lot of um, success stories to talk about all the new service offerings we're talking about. So I was mentioning the JSU Accelerator, that we have a couple of uh, toolkits that are literally like products we've started to develop. Um, I hope and and our you know what we're hoping to achieve in the next five years is that. This propels us into the startup community a little bit more aggressively within Montreal and Quebec because it's booming, um, as well as you know creating maybe a, some kind of school uh, for entrepreneurs to come and attend, and also for students to learn what's there outside of school and you know what's it like to be an entrepreneur, um, as well as having a, a really healthy uh, you know group of employees that are happy. You know that's more important. More, more important to me than anything is making sure my guys are happy, and they are. Uh, you know, they, they feel fulfilled and they feel like they're going on this amazing career path that they would have never thought would have been possible. Um, and in five years, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we have uh, we've grown exponentially again. We're hoping that uh, we continue our uh, our march as one of the top uh, Facebook ad agencies in Canada. Oh, fantastic! Awesome, awesome! And what incredible things in store for for future. James. James, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the fantastic work that you're doing? So there's our website, www.jsusolutions.com. Our Facebook page, I strongly uh, encourage uh, your listeners to uh, check us out there because we're being, uh, we have a lot of new content coming up, a lot of stuff on uh, how to grow your business with Facebook ads. Uh, we're giving away uh, uh, 50 ad templates that we've tested with over $100,000 of ad spend. Wow. So these are the best of the best. Um, and our accelerator is coming out. So that's uh, a uh, application, but uh, that'll be on our, our Facebook page on Twitter it's JSU JSU Solutions there and of course on LinkedIn I am extremely active on LinkedIn and uh, I always love uh, talking and meeting new people oh fantastic we'll have all of that on the write up well James I would love to have you close out the show so share some parting wisdom with our moving forward listeners 
Um, okay, so the best thing I can say is um, don't be afraid to trust yourself and take risks. Entrepreneurship is all about risks, um, and it can be very lonely sometimes. But uh, you, if you're going to be in this position of uh, wanting to grow your your brand or your passion, um, the only person that's going to really be you know your flag bearer is going to be yourself. Um, so if you're on the fence, not sure what to do, uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, the start of 2018 and you're like, oh, well, hey, uh, you know, maybe I should do this, maybe next year. Uh, my advice is do what I did, um, say, what the hell do I have to lose and just jump into it and, and, and trust yourself. And, uh, you know, there's no better feeling than watching something you worked so hard for uh, literally explode, um, it, you know, in, in before your eyes and then you have this amazing kind of, uh, you know, momentum to carry your support for years to come. Yeah, fantastic. And what inspiration for moving forward with listeners. James, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share your amazing story and some incredible knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Thank you so much, James. My pleasure. Thanks, John. And moving forward listeners, one more time, check it out, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at bemovingforward. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.